Hello and welcome back to Brackets. We couldn't get quite enough of talking at length about Intuit over it and didn't do justice to half of the back catalogue. So we're back to talk about exactly the same thing again, but with slightly different content. Uh, I'm here with Connor again. Connor, it's lovely to see you again. And I'm really looking forward to having basically the same conversation we had last time. But with completely different songs. But with completely different songs. Uh, we don't need to go over when the first time we heard Into It Over It is. We don't need to go over what they mean. And we will go over the format of the episode just to get everyone up to speed once again. Uh, we took half of Into It Over It's back catalogue last time, 32 songs, and pitted them one-on-one to work out what the final four or final two were. And we benched those two to bring in this against the victors of this week, where we're going to be taking the other 32 songs, pitting them one-on-one until we work out what the best four songs are. And then they'll fight, and they'll turn into two songs, and that'll turn into one, and we'll be able to decide once and for all which Into It Over It song is the best. I'm feeling good. There are fewer songs in this matchup that I initially was like, oh, it's got to be that one, it's got to be that one. I had to do a lot more thinking with these ones. Uh, but I'm looking forward to getting deep into them. How are you feeling about these ones we've got coming up, Connor? Uh, I, am feeling, I am feeling good about this song selection. I feel like randomlist.org generator did as, a, did as good. And I think we'll probably... I think we'll probably fly through this and it'll be, it'll be just fine. It'll be just fine. But whoever wins these, whoever comes the final two on this section, I've got some real hitters from the last episode to go against. So that's going to be fun. I'm going to have fun. You're going to have fun. I, I think the audience and listeners are going to have fun. It's just a load of fun. And on that note, I can't think of a better note to start it on. Let's get straight in. Uh, first bracket, left-hand side, we've got local language up against Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah, not the, not, not the biggest of hitters to start off with. <laughs> yeah, it's, quite a, it's quite a soft entry, I'll be honest. Um, I wasn't kind to either song in my notes, now I read them back. Um, <laughs> I've said that local language feels like a song you listen to when you're going on a long train journey. Yeah. And Nashville, Tennessee feels like a voice note. <laughs> I, I don't think that there's enough meat on either respective song's bones for me to want to argue too much about it. Yeah, I think um, local language wins this one uh, because it's from uh, the... Owen split, and this is my favourite song from that split. Yeah, and that's enough. Um, (laughs) That's enough. I don't sense it's going to be fighting for too much longer. So yeah, it's they're both they're both perfectly nice songs, but there's just not a lot to it. So yeah, I would say local language. That's what I put going through. That seems like a good choice. Yeah, I think that's a good choice. Um, up next, we have Your Lasting Image from Standards versus The Shaking of the Leaves off Intersections. All right, now we've, now, now, we've, now we've got that easy one out of our 
out of the cobwebs. Let's let's get into the real, let's get into the real conversations. Yeah, no, they, these two feel uh, like more conversation pieces. They've got more going on, and they're both from uh, later stage bodies of work. They both feel quite adult. Seems redundant, but you know they feel like quite mature songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got your lasting image, which is it's at that point where using synths on a track isn't like a risk as such. Yeah, it does yeah. just feed more uh, organically into the construction. It feels quite uh, quite mournful. Feels a bit, bit uh, feels quite kind of build. It, it's one of the intimate over its songs, which builds quite nicely throughout, and it's got quite a lot of atmosphere going on with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got the shaking of leaves, where that again has a really interesting dynamic on intersections where there's a lot more parts which are simultaneously big and small Mm. in that the instrumentation is still quite full without it being full on. Um, I think for that reason, that's why I kind of lean more on the side of the shaking of leaves just because it's a slightly more, not interesting, but it's just a slightly different listen because it, it you, you you think more consciously about the way it was produced, yeah, alongside the way that it's actually written, which of course is very nice. Yeah, I think for me it's shaking of the leaves as well. I think it's just a really beautiful song about a really horrible thing, um, and I think it's a great song, and I think it's probably one of the best songs on intersections and. I could see it going quite far. And just going back to like your lasting image, there's an interview where Evan says that that song's supposed to represent like laying down in the Grand Canyon. I think it does that, but... Sure, yeah, I can, I can hear that. I can see that. <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> it's quite a specific thing to draw from. Um, yeah. I've been to the Grand Canyon and I feel like the fact that I didn't lie down there means I don't have anything to connect me to this song. Perhaps if I'd made the decision to lie down, I'd feel differently, but I didn't. And so therefore, the shaking of leaves is going to go through because I, I, I understand it better. Yeah, I like that song more anyway, so. <laughs> there we go, great, easy. Uh, moving on, we've got August G.A. in Georgia from 12 Towns up against Contractual Obligation from Intersections. Yeah, um, I this... This uh, is the best 12 Town song, in my opinion. Um, August GA. Like, I just think I love everything about that song. It's such a, mm. such a simple build. The lyrics are great. There's a massive cathartic ending. I listen to it like four or five times on repeat whenever it comes on. I yeah. Think really, really good. I said that it feels the closest to what I perceive to be like a classic, air quotes, yeah. into it over its song you know 12 towns is a very interesting experiment almost when you listen to it end to end because you do sense a lot of up and down and circumstantial writing and production and certain songs are very clearly not as big not as big in their production and certain songs are much more natural and have full band and stuff like that and yeah this this feels like the building blocks but the fully constructed building blocks of what into it over it goes on to be mm. And you're absolutely right. It's really cathartic. It's really big. It's really fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a winner. It that really said, 
And that said, contractual obligation has a shaker in it. I feel like you're not giving that detail the full weight it deserves. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not really, you know, the shaker's fine with me, but I always find myself skipping just before that shaker gets in. Sure. I mean, if you're going to have a shaker or a tambourine or, or something like that, a little bit of extra spice, <laughs> it's got to be really worthwhile for you to wait or it's got to be there throughout the entire song. And it's not. It's not. Um, uh, just to give it its dues, I did say that, you know, much... I did point out in the last episode that I wasn't as big a fan of the slightly more raw sound of intersections as a record i do think that the the more kind of like raucous distorted kind of sound that's on a lot of the instruments on contractual obligation i think works better than it does on the rest of the album but yeah it's uh it's no it's no august ga and okay. so i think that's okay. gonna be it's gonna be the one that does it and be the one that does it we're we're flying through these but we did that last time so i'm sure we're gonna get some we can obsess later. There'll be plenty of time for that. We can. So up next, we have Open Casket from Standards versus Living Up to Let You Down from the latest record, Figure. Easy one for me. It's an easy one for me. Uh, that's one of the most satisfying drum beats I've heard. And I'm not going to talk about You know which one I'm referring to. It's, it's Living Up to Let You Down. It is. That, like, kind of tiny little hi-hat bell sound that's part of the main beat. It's, you hear, that, and there's a lot of this. I realise there's a lot of, um, whereas last episode was quite proper heavy, this one's quite standards heavy. Yeah. Figure it. No, this one's quite figure heavy. So one of the things I put on pretty much every track from figure is, man, that's a great drum beat. Man, the drums sound great. But they fucking do. Like, they sound so good and particularly on this like opening with that a second or two and you're in you know i think there is um a lot of songs from my research for this bracket where i have commented on how good the drums are yeah same and i'm not annoyed by that i'm not annoyed by that but well look you gotta look at it this way if the entire other instrumentation is done by one person the drums have got to be pretty good to hold their own alongside whatever creates the narrative of the song. And if they do that and then also are like a point that grabs you, that only adds to how engaging the song is. I've always thought the drums to into over it songs are some of the best parts of it, which is weird considering the drummer isn't the one who writes the songs in their raw form, but it works so well. Yeah. And good bands have great drummers. So a band is only as good as its drummer. Exactly. Shit, shit drums, shit song. Exactly. So living up to let you down. Have you got anything to say about open casket as it as it goes as it goes? Here's, here's the thing. I am looking at it now. I actually didn't write any notes for it. Well, because I was so confident that living up to let you down was going to win. I didn't even feel like there was a need to do it. <laughs> Did right. you have anything to say about open casket? Um, it it's a good song. Um, I think it's about figuring out your friends back home and not really going through what you're going through, but we could go into all that. But I think, you know, it came, it came up against a good song and it, it got fairly beat. It got fairly beat. Good innings. Up right. next, we have 
a lyric in my head I haven't thought of yet and figure up against Buffalo NY. That's New York. I know that one from 12 Towns. Um, yeah, uh, it, it's an okay 12 Town song up against a pretty good song from Figure. Yeah, neither one of talking it, taking it down to its uh, component part, neither one of these songs is the best intro over it song. No. So it almost doesn't matter. But we've got to play the game. Uh, and what I've said about both of them, respectively, is that Buffalo, New York is a very good song, but that's the, uh, that's the Lucky Denver Mint from B. That's just a straight lift of Lucky Denver Mint. So you, you, you swap that out, you got, a, you got a worse body of work, my friend. There is an interesting fact about that song where the, the, the drums, not Lucky Denver Mint, because that is a great song, but this Buffalo, New York, where the, the, the sound uh, of the slowing, like the slowing down of the drums part of the song was actually created by manually slowing down the recording on a tape deck, re-recording it and then adding it to the song again. That's pretty cool. Little fact there for you, a little fact. It's a good little fact. I mean, it's not enough to make me change my mind. Oh, yeah, it's good to know. Cool uh, I say change my mind. I think the only reason I put um, tentatively a lyric in my head I haven't thought of yet is that it's got more. It's got more emotional weight, I suppose. Yeah, uh, you know, it's got very nice harmonies. It's got a nice piano in it. It's got some nice strings. It's got some sub. Like, there's a lot going on. Yeah. It's more engaging, but. I think it's a song that a lot of people who listen to Into Over It would relate to. Um, yeah. It's got a lot of relatable lyrics. It's a pretty classic sounding Into Over It song. And I think, I think it's a fan favorite. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, but nevertheless, well, I say nevertheless, yeah, put it through. There's no nevertheless to it. Um, put it through, but I don't expect it to stick around too long. Up next, we've got Adult Contempt from Standards versus Orlando FL. Do you know what FL is, Oscar? It's Florida, isn't it? That's Florida, there it is. That's the next bracket. What have you got? Uh, I've written Adult Contempt, Bloody Mental Drumbeat. <laughs> yeah, I think I wrote it. It's so stupid. I wrote, uh, this beat, this is a fucking monster of a beat. Wow. Dude, it's just so fast. It's just so, like, this beat sounds like what happens when a guitarist who doesn't know how to play drums sequences out something using Easy Drummer and tells someone to play it, but then they actually play it. Like, it doesn't sound like it should work, but it does. Um, moving aside from that, like, obviously, it's super high energy. Yeah. It's a good time. It's very cool. Um, that's adult contempt. And then I'd say that Orlando, Florida, is just, it's kind of like it's, it's okay. Um, it could have been on proper, maybe, but it's not quite as good as the songs on proper. Yeah. yeah. Orlando, Florida, to me, feels like a stay ahead of the weather record uh, song, which is good because I like that EP that they did. Um, but yeah, you're right. This feels like a, a song that could have gone on proper, but wasn't as good as what was going on proper. Um, the, the drum beat on the other one just it, it makes everything irrelevant in this bracket yeah it, it makes me laugh but it is actually good <laughs> well that uh, would 
Another easy one. We got Brennan, Texas yeah. from 12 Towns up against Brush Strokes from Figure. So it's interesting you said that uh, August GA, which I think is Georgia, don't know, uh, is the is the best into it over its song from from that uh, from that album because to me, Wrexham is like the into it over it that I know and love. That's twiddly and fun and like very Midwest emo sounding. It's very sunshiny. It's just a really nice time. Um, See, for me, that's my favorite one on 12 Towns. However, um, it's another one. It's another one for this bracket. I've said that, goddamn, I just love the drums on this album. Yeah. The brush strokes. It's just, they're, they're great. Like, the patterns are so inventive, and they do such a good job of bringing you in before anything else comes in. Yeah, there's, there's a lot to love about those syncopated drum grooves on brush strokes. It's just like, it's madness, which which seems to fit in that song, and uh, like there isn't really any chorus, just a bunch of verses, middle eight, and a bridge, um, and it sounds almost like it was a challenge to write that song, which in reality would make that song go through in any normal bracket. But I think Brennan for me is like the second best Twelve Down song. Yeah, yeah. And it was like on that uh, first Into Over It Audio Tree session. Um, and I just like fell in love with that session. And I just think it's a very, it's another really good song. If you put like August and Brenham on a, on a, on like a split, like, like a double A side, I'd yeah. be just being 12 towns. Like if they're two towns, that's two, fine. Fuck off the other 10. Those are the two towns I'm interested in. <laughs> um, and I actually had Brenham going through over brush types. Yeah, I mean, I think I initially had brush strokes going through just because I really liked, again, the drums part of it. But now I'm playing them both back in my head. Brennan is as good a song as on a fully realized narrative of one of the other albums. It is great. Mm -hmm. I love it. And I think it's better uh, because... I kind of feel like I'm beating a dead horse with saying, you know, the drums are really good on this one because it's usually on figure because the drums sound great, but they're also written at the same time. And it's all really interesting. Whereas Brennan is something a bit different. So I think it deserves a place in the next round. I think it should go through. I think it should. There we go. It's doing it. Next up, we got the final end of this side of the bracket. We've got, they built our bench again in Palmer Square from figure against your antique organ from intersections. Well, before the episode started, I said, we both said that there was a song that we had no notes for. I'd forgotten an earlier song I had no notes for. This was my song I had nothing to say about, was, uh, was your antique organ. I said, there's not a lot which jumps out at me. There's other acoustic songs which I prefer. Yeah. I guess the extra instrumentation is nice. Like really non-committal phrases. Yeah, your antique organ for me was, I kind of like it. It's, it's fine. It's fine. It, it's fine. Whereas they built our bench again in Palmer Square. Um, when last time we were talking about new Northside Air, we were saying that that felt like, you know, just checking in after a bit of time off and here's where I'm at, what's going on. And it was a really great opener and like one of the best openers he has. I was simultaneously forgetting about this one because 
David Our Bench again is such a, it's like a crushing, but somehow still optimistic opener of, hey, here's what's going on. Like things have been bad, but I'm kind of dealing with it. And here's growth and here's progression. And time is a bitch, isn't it? Like it paints the picture of the way that the songs were written before you've heard any of the rest of them. I mean, it's it's, that's the mood for the for the new album, and it's the uh, it, it's the Into It Over breakup song. So it's, it's the Into It Over breakup song, uh, and it's really it's really great. It's it's you know we've spoken before about how closing tracks often you won't listen to on their own, intro tracks often you won't listen to on their own. You know, uh, embracing facts you don't just put on on its own. You listen to that when you listen to the whole album. I feel like they built a bench again somehow simultaneously is a track that has all of its own merit without needing to have everything else, but also perfectly sets up the journey you're about to go on with the album. I think it's really great and it's really impressive. It's hopeful, it's wistful. It's the best opener in this bracket, and I don't know if there's any other openers in this bracket. I don't think there are. I think this is the only... I mean, someone will tell me that I'm wrong, but I'm going to go ahead and say it is the only opener. I, then it doesn't matter. It's still the best one. <laughs> and that's why it's got to go through. Yeah, I think I've got nothing to add to that. I think we're quite unanimous on that one going through. Lovely stuff. It's a no-brainer, um, particularly if the notes were the other one's fine, um, which it is, but it's fine. It's fine. Uh, next, we're cruising through this. We're on to the other side of the bracket now. We have <laughs> Hollow Halos versus Somerville SC, Oscar. Southern California. No, that's not a state. Um, Sacramento, maybe. Is that a state? It's South Carolina. Fuck. That's the South part, right? Sacramento is not a state. Anyway. What's your thoughts on these? So I said... I've got pretty bad notes reading them back for these two. Um, for Hollow Halos, I said that I feel like I want to spin my head in circles all the way through this song. This song makes me feel like I'm inside a clock. Really great dynamics. Don't think that's very helpful. <laughs> I was about isn't, to, you write for the new Musical Express, so who knows what that means. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it doesn't really lead me to understand. Like, I listened back through it today, and it doesn't really let me know whether it's my favorite or not. Mm. Uh, conversely, I said that Somerville sounds like drug church. It's like really, like, it's faster and it's louder than a lot of the stuff that's on 12 Towns. It's like fun. It kind of breaks up the album a bit between here's an acoustic track, here's a kind of into over it sounding track. This one sounds very different. Um, you know, it's like almost, well, it's, it is heavier because it's like more of a pushed kind of vocal than a sung vocal in places. And it's got a lot more aggression behind it, which I think is a really nice change of pace. Um, I like the fact that it's a bit different and it could be a bit of a sleeper hit on this side of the bracket. So that's why I've put it going through. What did you think about it, these two? Uh, well, I don't like Somerville. I think it's not that great. Um, okay. All I get from it is that Evan hates Carolina. And that's, that's fine, because I could imagine him not enjoying that state. Where sure. uh, Hollow Halos, I just think, it's like one of the, like, 
in quotes heaviest into over its songs around mm. um i think it's got all the classic things that you need in into over its song with like a, a great build a great swell and a drop it like it makes you feel like you're in a whirlwind and i think that's good and it i think we both went for like a windy circular thing that it makes you feel like you're in that clearly is an intention or a byproduct i don't know but I mean, I, I'm, again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump ahead to the end. I don't think either one of these necessarily wins, so I don't really mind which one goes through. No, I don't either. That, so. That's not the attitude to have. I should try and fight my corner, but I've said all I need to say about Somerville. I don't think it's the best intro over its song, but I think it's different. Um, I think you should have your win on this one because it's not going to... I feel like I always get my win, though, and I don't, I don't want to be the guy that just bullies you into doing what I want to do. I'm going to go with your one this time. I'm, I'm storing up your wins, so eventually... We'll let just, if we do enough episodes of it, you just, like, cash them in all at once and ignore everything I have to say. I just tell you what the winner is from the get-go. <laughs> and that will be our most popular episode because it will be two minutes long. I love it. <laughs> Look, I don't mind if uh, Double H goes through. I can have that as well. Yeah, go on then. I, 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 it's not that I don't care. I just don't. No, it is that I don't care. Um, <laughs> look, we're at the end of the year, Connor. I, I, I've only got so much energy left and I'm not going to spend it, what precious little I have, fighting for something I don't think is going to win. It's been a long year. All right, let's, let's keep it rolling. Let's get let's some... Keep it, let's, let's, keep that, let's get that energy back up. That's not the note we want to send it on. We're going to go to... Spinning thread from intersections against closing argument from standards. First time in a long time yes. So these two songs are very similar, I think, in terms of the way they sound musically. So it's quite a fair matchup. But for me, one toes it over the line. And surprise, surprise, it's the one that's later down the line. Uh, I think the Closing argument is, <laughs> as much as he's, we've said before, he's really good at writing an intro song and an outro song. He's also really good at working out what the second song of the record should be, the first like big non-intro song should be. Mm. The closing argument is great at that, in that it's really triumphant sounding when it gets to the end, and it's super, um, it opens up massively. It's got a great build, um, and it really, builds on this world that you've been brought into from the the opening of it also it's got that one stop right before the end which makes it totally worth listening to the entire song for when the guitars like get a bit more gain on them it's great it's like that's the best part of the whole song for me and it's right at the end which is smart that little push the little little pop the little push the little the, the prestige that's what I'm here for. Yeah, I I think they're both really good songs. I think they're both I think they're both uh, really really good songs. Um, I think what pushes it over the edge for me into and you'll be happy closing argument. Uh, um, it's great. probably the use of all the extra instrumentation. The lyrics are really good. There's a line mm. uh, I've spent most of my life inside the back of my mind. Oof. Mm. Love that. Uh, last week. Throw a dart and into it over its song. You've got a lyric you'd be happy to tattoo on yourself. The man's <laughs> a poet. Yeah, um, yeah, and I, I think it just—I think it just fits in the context of the album. Um, 
I think it's, it's really good. Really good. And really good is really good. Really good. So, game. round one. Closing argument. Bada bing, bada bang. Uh, moving on. Um, right, next up, we've got Midnight Cow Street from Proper versus No Amount of Sound from Intersections. I know which one I want to put through. And I, know, I can tell you what it is. It's Midnight. Yeah, thank God. If you'd said something else, I'd have hung up this call right now. I would have ended this and we would not have put this episode out. <laughs> Great. I'm glad. Thank goodness you're a reasonable man. Um, it's good. What I, will, what I will say about No Amount of Sound, to give it its dues, it's quite nice to have a super slow track on an Inspo Over It record. Like, I feel like it's way harder to write a slow song that isn't boring. Definitely. And it does do that really well. Like, it's quite ploddy but not in a boring way it's just like an appropriate kind of breather of a track um but it's not as good as midnight carol street moving no. on yeah i mean i got nothing i got nothing I got, I, we're gonna we're, we'll talk about it again it's gonna come back up again but <clears throat> we're gonna talk about it again it's gonna come up again but uh for now i think it's best to just carry keep on trucking keep on going on yes we have in the next bracket Favour and Fiction from Intersections versus another Intersections classic, Upstate Blues. Upstate blues I mean, again, this seems like a no-brainer to me. It's, it's, it's got to be Upstate Blues, right? Yeah, it, it's the song that everyone wants to go through, which is Upstate Blues. Um, I actually didn't really write anything down for Favour and Fiction because I just listened to Upstate Blues like three, four times in a row and was like, yeah. well, that, it's that. that. Just like a, it's it's one of the best songs on Intersections. It's one of like the best songs in the back catalogue. Yeah, my favorite Into Over It song for a very long time. Uh, yeah. and I think it just it's just proof. Like look at the look at the streaming numbers. People love it. So just put it through. People have taste, and and back to what I was saying earlier about if you're going to have some kind of a percussive element, it's got to be really worth it. Or it's got to be through the whole song. This one has both. It's got a tambourine that's really loud and is playing for basically the whole song, and it's sick. Everyone loves tambourine. Oh my god, it's so good. Um, yeah, I think for favorite fiction, I said it is very sparkly. It's autumnal. Yeah. It's nostalgic. It gets in and out quite quickly. It's under three minutes. You know, there's a lot going for it, but. It's not Upstate Blues. All of the Into It Over It songs are autumnal. <laughs> it is a very autumnal band. Or fall, as our American friends would say. Yes, they would. Uh, that's pretty easy then. Upstate Blues. Yeah. Walking on through. Upstate Blues going to walk on through. Uh, next up, we have from Proper, Proper, and from... Standards, a very standard song, The Circle of the Same Ideas. <laughs> Every so often, I keep my senses checked. Yeah. I don't even think that's a fair criticism, but I had to round out the thought, you know? Yeah, no. I, the Circle is a good song in the context of Standards. It's beautiful. Again, loads of extra instrumentation, which is basically that album. Um, 
kind of spooky, isn't it? Like as a as a song, it's kind of it's got kind of a, like an ethereal edge to it. The backing vocals are kind of like wobbly and slightly out of sync in a way which is very intentional. And there's like a nice kind of haunting female vocal that comes in. Yeah, it's put together really nicely. Um, but there's a reason that album's called Proper, and it's this song. Because it's bloody proper. I think it's so good. One of the um, it's it's like when you get to this song and you're listening to it. It's like when um, like the name of a film is dropped in the script, and you're like, mm. uh, "There it is." That's how I feel about this song. Yeah, it's like in Star Wars when um, Han Solo says, "Hey, look, it's the Return of the Jedi," and then everyone dances. That's really good. I like that part. <laughs> Uh, no, I think Proper is such a good song. Um, it's, I mean, it's just, it's just great. Yeah, it, it is just great. And I wrote basically no notes on it for that exact reason, because when it, because I, I, I don't need to, I don't need to. Uh, it doesn't need my pitiful notes to say why it's good, because it knows. Um, yeah, good. All right, then. Uh, let's, let's sling that one through and move on through yes so next up we have no good before noon versus where your nights often end so it's another proper double header and uh i tell you what if if there was ever a better example of someone knowing their audience yeah i don't think it's any more present than it is on these two tracks it's uh hey you guys like songs about having low motivation whilst being a creative or you you guys like songs about pointless meaningless routines well guess what i got two of them for you and i'm gonna write them both really well um yeah there's a whole lot of people wearing um wearing flannel who are very seen in some kind of way by either one of these tracks and they have the benefit of also being very well constructed without being kind of gauche um it's quite hard to choose for me, but I just think the narrative of No Good Before Noon kind of gets, gets it over the line for me every time. Nah, you're wrong there, though. That's the problem. Oh, okay. That's good. Fine. Okay, it's about time we had an argument. Tell me, tell me why I'm wrong. I'd love to hear. I think just because it, it feels more like an interlude than a song. It feels more like a little, like, okay, here's a breather. Here's a little, here's a little song. Here it is. Here's a little, <laughs> here's a little song as a treat. Yeah, here's, here's a little quick one. Um, that's very nice. Now here's a better song. And that's, that's how I feel about Where Your Nights Often End. Like, it does everything that you want a song from Proper to do. It builds, it blows your head off, and the flow's amazing. It's a fan favourite for sure. And oh, yeah. it's, it, it's mad that A, Proper has so many bangers on it, but no mm-hmm. or noon, I could remove it from Proper and it wouldn't, it would, if, if you gave me a, a burned CD of proper and it didn't have No Good Before Noon on it, I would not know. I'd be fine. Well, I need to reevaluate your Christmas present. <laughs> it was actually going to be No Good Before Noon 12 times on a, on a CD. <laughs> Perhaps I misjudged it. Um, I mean, it, yeah, it is one of the more down-tempo, smaller ones. Um Proper, you don't need that on proper, you know. Well, no, you do. You kind of do though, because because it's quite, you know, it's quite full and fast for a lot of it. But that said, 
it's not like uh, it's not like where your nights off and end is, you know, all guns blazing. It's a lot still chilled. Oh yeah, it's it, you. You get like half a half a song and then half a great build up, but yeah. that's still better than an interlude, in my opinion. And in in reality, whatever goes through in this bracket is going to have to go go up against proper, and I don't think it's going to win. So, uh, well, that, in that case, it hardly matters. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you've got two songs from proper going against the eponymous track from proper, the the one that is called proper is going to win. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of. Um, is there there is there any other? Uh, no, there is no other into it over it song which is named after the record that it comes from, or vice versa. That means that we could probably just stop it now and say "Prop" is the best song just for that. It's the only one where it's had a record named after it, so it must be the best. Yeah, the only other one that could beat that by that logic is if he released a song that was called "Into It Over It" <laughs> <laughs> from the album "Into It Over It." Self-titled critique. Yeah. I mean, do you reckon that's what's going to happen with American football? Eventually, they're going to release an LP where every track is called American football. And they might as well at this point. People would buy it. I'd buy it. <laughs> anyway, we're talking about them. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've, I've been faced with the stark reality that it's going to have to go against proper. So it seems like, if anything, I should give the song that I care about less to the... I should throw that song to the wolves. So, yeah. Sure. Well, your nights off and then can go through. See if I care. <laughs> got a real, got a real gung ho attitude towards uh, towards this round. I'm just feeling it. You know, we've got to get, we got to get to the end. Um, the anticipation's killing me. Um, where are we next? Next, we have breathing patterns from figure. Yes. Uh, we've got breathing patterns from Figure versus Washington, D.C. Which is fine, and breathing patterns is the better song for that bracket. Yes. Um, All right, said, so up, we've got... Uh, yeah, I said that too. The, the, I, have no, I have no further elucidation to give. So give me that last one. Finally, we have... Vis major or vis major, if you want to pronounce it wrong both times, from standards, up against courtesy greetings from figure. This is, I think, the hardest one of the entire first round. Yeah, I'd say that it is. Um, it's the most even matchup, I think. Yeah. Everything else has been incredibly kind to one of the two. Mm-hmm. This one is far more level level weighted. Um, do you have one that immediately jumped out at you as being better? Um, I, I went back and forth in my original notes because I was like, look, I'm getting sick of saying it, but there are some great Into Over songs. Both these are ragers. Fizz Major has like that experimental drum groove on it again which yep. seems to be a theme through uh, that album um, standards huge ending which which really does make you think like this record was recorded on tape mm. very like gnarly sounding and it, yeah, it, absolutely. Um, and then courtesy greetings is i mean it, it does what it does. It's amazing. Um, it feels like a new approach to writing a traditional 
confessional into over its song that would have probably fit on a previous album. But I mean, again, drums. What the hell? They're like, the drums. They're so fucking good. And They're like, so I've noticed in a lot of like the later um, into over it tracks, like there's third verses, really, really good third verses over a lot of this stuff. Like there's, there's lyrics like, um, agree to disagree that our karma is fair, but not always right. Like you said, stick it on your arm. It's a tattoo. Um, and it's, and it's just too late to say that our twenties had held on too tight. I mean, I, I, basically what I'm trying to say is I, I originally wrote them both down as like a, I'll figure it out on the day, then crossed yeah. them both out, wrote each one again. And I'm still no closer to figuring out which one I like more. Um, no, I think, I think for me, it was very, very much the same deal in that they both occupy the same kind of space and do it so well. Mm. There's no one that's clearly head and shoulders above. The only thing, and the irony is that it's been such a big deciding factor in all of these that tips either is how creative the space that's made by the drums in courtesy greetings are. Yeah. Alongside how singable the title of that song is. Like when you kind of go this when there's 64 tracks to work through and others which aren't even in the bracket, it's quite hard to distinguish like, oh, what's that one? It's the one with the long title off the good record. That doesn't help me. That's all of them. Yeah. <laughs> but it's um this one in particular is like, oh yeah, courtesy greetings, courtesy. Okay, good. I know where that song is now because it's such a it's so singable, so catchy. Uh, for that reason, I said Courtesy Greetings edged it, but it wasn't by any means, uh, well, it's got to be that one, because in, in the same way that we've had basically every other matchup on this side, we've gone like, well, it's that one, easy. This yeah. is far less cut and dry. But for me, Courtesy Greetings just pipped it. Yeah, I think I can come around to that. I mean, for me, it, you could flip a coin and I'd be happy with either one. Um, yeah, I do really like Kirsty Greetings. Um, I think the the latest album is just so good. Um, yeah. And for that reason, because it's new and it feels kind of nice, we'll just put the new one through. The newest one. Just play with the new toy first. Yeah. Put that old toy back in the box. It's still good, and I'll enjoy it when I come back to it later on. Okay, so that's... That's the first lot of brackets done. Let's uh, let's have, have a break. Have a little sit down, have a breather, replenish your electrolytes, and uh, we'll be ready to get stuck back in to the next leg. Uh, okay, so that sees us through the first lot. Um, some obvious winners that are going to go up against some other obvious winners to hopefully present another obvious winner. So in the first matchup of this second part, we have local language versus the shaken of the leaves. This feels anticlimactic. Yeah. Because neither one of these songs is going to win the overall thing. But there is a song that is better. There is a song that is better, and it's local language. 
Whoa. <laughs> Are you just saying that? I'm, look, I'm saying whatever it takes to get me home on time. Um, <laughs> I, I, I am at home. But I think it's just very hard for me to fight too hard when I've just heard that on the right-hand side of this bracket, we've got so many heavy hitters. Mm. I just feel so, so bad for these ones. Um, because looking at them all lined up on the left-hand side here, it's just, it's heartbreaking because the songs are so good that they're not going to get a fair, they're not going to get a fair punt at it. Well, and they have the fair punt. They've been random list dot. They got random so many times. Yeah. You know what? I can't feel too bad. Um, local language has got more of a kind of, to be fair, it was just really, it was really like, it had a very favorable initial matchup against what I said felt like a voice note. So I'm going to, I'm going to say local language still is slightly better than shaking of the leaves. Um, I, th- I think you're close to doing uh, a never meant here. I think you're, you're tired and that's okay to be wrong. Please tell me, please, please tell me why I'm wrong. Um, I just think, well, to be, to be fair with you, I think Local Language is a good song. Um, I just think the emotional, lyrical weight of Shaking of the Leaves makes it better. I think it makes you pay attention to it more. I think the guitar work is better. Um, it's more intricate. I think it sits well in the concept of the album that it's on, where Local Language is just... You know, arguably a good song, that's why it's on its own. But I think if I wanted to see Into It Over It live, I would want to see The Shaking of the Leaves over local language. Well, you put it like that, that makes more sense. Um, I'm a sensible guy. Well, I'm going to take that sensible suggestion. I'm going to run with it. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's shake the leaves. Look, this this one I don't I, I I don't care about what's happening at this exact point, but I'll get my motivation back. It don't worry, always comes back because the next one is August GA versus Living Up to Let You Down, which is whew, spicy. That is a good one. It's a good pair up. Um, I think that Living Up to Let You Down is a better song. There's like so much tension waiting. Um, I was really annoyed by this because I think Living Up to Let You Down is a really, really good song. Really Um, good. First song on the latest record. Came back and everyone was like, fuck yeah. Into over it, back, yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. But man, August GA is just like the best song on 12 Towns. And that has got some... I've enjoyed that song longer. Than I have living up to let you down. Sure. That is that is true. And but, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna just tell you that I have I have August GA going quite far. Uh, interesting. I'm gonna reveal all the cards. Don't reveal all the cards. We've got so many left to play. <laughs> uh, I think August GA is a very good song, but it's just it's still you've enjoyed it for longer, and that's fair. That's there's nothing wrong with that. But as a song, in terms of the way it's constructed, it's still kind of closer to its infancy of what the project was at the time. So Not To Let You Down is a current, up-to-date, well-thought-out culmination of many years 
of trial and error and heartbreak and lament and all these things. See, here's the passion, it's back. Um, I just think that there's a certain, um, there's a certain rhythm that is on a lot of the vocal lines across figure mm. that I find incredibly pleasant to listen to. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, like a with like really like that's there's a few songs on figure which have that kind of quite urgent staccato vocal melody and the pre-chorus i guess it's quite hard to name the sections on an into over song yeah uh in living up to let you down it just effortlessly eases you into piece to piece and it gets you really get what gets me at least very excited to listen all the way through oh yeah i mean it's... and august is a again i've said classic into it over it but i think there's been a bit more growth and development to living up to let you down i think it's got a bit more gumption it's got a bit more weight it's got a bit more pizzazz when we're talking about how it's going to fare against late stage competitors in my humble opinion yeah i'm looking i'm looking at my i'm looking at my list here okay look at that list I'm looking at my list, and I can I can let I can let this one I can I can I can side with you on this one. I can, for the sake of you know what's coming up later, I can yeah. I can agree with you um, because I I think I think that both of these songs are good enough to go a long way. Mm. And I'm, you know, I'm all about compromise. I'm a nice guy. So let's let's put uh, living up to let you down through. Let's see, let's see how it goes. Let's see how it works out for him, Gordon. I love it. Up next, we have a lyric in my head I haven't thought of yet versus adult contempt. Now, the drum beat in adult contempt got it here, but is it going to take it further? Um, no. No, <laughs> good. Uh, okay let's draw that one out a bit um no because it got it here because it's so stupid it's so mental uh there's so much going on and that's great because it was up against what uh orlando florida uh which it's kind of like a few steps up from the basement vibe that orlando florida has but the lyric in my head I haven't thought of yet. It's just a lot more emotionally developed as a, as a, as a piece of work, I think. And having a mental octopus drum kit isn't gonna, uh, isn't gonna save, save it this time, I don't think. No, I, I agree. I think a lyric in my head is just a really, really well-developed song. Um, mm. I think it's very relevant to people our age. Um, I think it's very relevant for people Evan's age. Um, just very good song. Let's, uh, let's put it through. Let's put it through. Right, up next we have Brenham, Texas versus They Built Our Blah Blah. So these are kind of a, kind of a weird matchup because Brenham is... As I said, like this is the into over I know and love. It's but the, sorry, two ends of the spectrum. 
Yeah, because they built our bench again is also the way to it over at No and Love, which is the kind of wistful, somber, introspective, gradual, honest, emotionally bare. Both sides of it I love. The, the two sides of a very pleasant coin. Mm-hmm. I just think that to kind of have a well-balanced deck of cards at the end, having they built our bench again is such a such a heavy hitter when it comes to a more emotional into over it song. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's like, you know, it's, it's Midwest emo, baby. What does the emo stand for? Emotional. <laughs> you can tell I've been staring at a screen all day. That, that felt, as I was about to say it, like something smart. You can really just, tell it's the end of the year. You can read, yeah, it's, it has been 365 days. And, it's been, and I've felt every single one of them. <laughs> uh, I have uh, Palm Square going through um, based on the fact that it's a newer song. It feels more developed. Uh, it's got a lot more emotional weight to it. I think Brennan, Texas is good fun. And if I heard it live, I'd be like, hell yeah. Yeah. And jump around, but what I really want to hear is I want to hear Palm Square. So I've got Palm Square. Oh, I want to hear that opening the set because I'd be so on board for whatever else happened next. Be delicious. Palm Square's going through. Palm Square's going through. Um, right, so that takes us to the other side. We have uh, Hollow Halos versus Closing Argument. I think... Come on, give me a big thought. It's not a big thought, though. They don't have to be big. I think that Closing Argument's a better song. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> Great. Um, well, if you both feel the same way, what's the point in explaining it? Oh, right, the people listening. Um, I think that Hollow Halos is pleasant, where Closing Argument is triumphant. Yeah, I, I've, I've got similar things written down. Um, mainly more in favour of closing arguments than Hollow Halios. Um, closing arguments is just, uh, as I've said before, a really, really good song. Um, mm. It fits the vibe that I like. And it, if I'm pitting the two against them, I'm going with the vibe that I like. And that's... What, and, and what a vibe. What a vibe. And if we're going to be talking about vibes, that brings us seamlessly into the next matchup, which for me is the hardest one of the entire thing so far. But it's not. Midnight Carol Street versus Upstate Blues. No, it's the goat. The goat is going through. The goat going through. Yeah. <laughs> which is? Uh, the goat is, that's right, the circle of the same ideas. The surprise that, no, it's not. It's Midnight Carol Street. Midnight Carol Street. Yeah. What time is yeah. it? Midnight. Where is it? Carol Street. What's it doing? Going through. Going through, baby. Um, I just want to say that Upstate Blues is really good. I think a lot of people will be disappointed that that isn't winning. But really, look, you, you came from proper, you know? You came from proper and you got intersections. And if you're, you've got to respect your elders sometimes. And when Midnight Carol Street comes up, you got to just say, okay, you can go through this time. 
Upstate Blues, you're still great. I still want to hear you uh, into Oh, it. man. I love it. And, you know, it's uh, it's got pretty much like a bingo sheet of things I like in a song. Yeah. Throughout it. Lost the Tambourine. Ooh. Good woes. Yes. Uh, repetitive without being annoying vocals. Some yeah. gang vocals in there. Yes. You've got some wiggly guitars. You've got a nice yeah. drum beat. You've got big extended like three choruses, like four choruses, a hundred choruses, each better than the last. Uh, but you've got to respect your elders. Midnight Cowboy Street goes through. Um, moving on. Moving on. Get ready for a, get ready for a decimation. <laughs> proper up against where your nights often end. We um, we spoke quite uh, quite candidly about what was going to be going through <laughs> this round in the last round. So just put it out of this misery. It's proper, isn't it? It is. It is. You know, it's it's uh, it's not. Where your nights off and end, taken from the <laughs> the hit 2011 album "Where Your Nights Off and End." Wrong. Oh. That album is called Proper. The song that is going through is called Proper because it's a proper song. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and finally, a difficult one. Actually, we have breathing patterns versus courtesy greetings. Which I actually think will probably need some more discussion, but I, for the, just, just to, you know, put it out there, I've got breathing patterns going through. Um, I think it's just one of my favourite songs from Figure. Um, mm. Like, it's, it's like that new, that new feeling, that new song feeling. Um, that new, it's that new, new, the new good. It's that new, new. Um, but they're both they're both from figure and but breathing patterns for me I think is is just the better of the two if I was to put them both together. I think they're very close. Uh, I would also put breathing patterns going through just because it's got one of my other favorite musical tropes, which is where a piano follows the lead line of the vocal over the chorus. Mm. Immediately makes you think, oh money. Oh, that's <laughs> That's a that's got a premium uh, gloss on it. This track, yeah. without being overproduced, uh, very satisfying on the ear, very nice to see, very cool. Uh, I mean, it's going to feels- be really patterns for me. It's just very it's very tasteful. It's got a nice little bit of metric modulation in it. Oof. It's got some very ambitious and not like down the middle of the road harmonies in it. Sounds great. It's a great song. Speaking my language, it's got like a lot of, it feels like a song that's a breath, a breath of fresh air, doesn't it? Um, mm. It's got some great lyrics in it. It's just a, a song that resonates. It's got that beautiful third verse, as it seems a lot of good third verses coming out recently. It's good. It's good. And courtesy greeting, you know, hey, you're good too. You're good too. The drums, ooh, third verse, ooh, but... Yeah. Don't let anyone tell you different, but you know, sometimes the better one just wins, and this is one of those times. There you go, breathing patterns going through. You love to see it. We are dangerously, tantalizingly close to the end of this now. Uh, there's some just absolute musical behemoths battling one another, and we haven't even 
gone to the point where pitting them up against the two victors from last week was it two victors or four? It was two, wasn't it? It was two, yeah. So we're two. At the final, final four once we get down to the final two here, which is just wild. Forget Pokemon Yellow. This is the real big four. <laughs> the Elite Four. They're not called the Big Four, they're called the Elite Four. Anyway, it's not relevant. Next up, <laughs> just to clarify, we have The Shaking of Leaves, Living Up to Let You Down, a lyric in my head I haven't thought of yet. They built our bench again on Palmer Square, Closing Argument, Midnight Carol Street, Proper, and Breathing Patterns. Ooh, it's a spicy set. First up of the whatever round we're in, it's never ending. There's too many songs. Uh, we have got Shaking of the Leaves versus Living Up to Let You Down. Living Up to Let You Down wins. That's right. Next up, we have a lyric in <laughs> I'm not here to fuck around. I'm here to get to the end of this. <laughs> Living Up to Let You Down wins because of that weird little hi-hat in the drum beat in the intro. It's good enough to win. <laughs> I can't argue. I don't want to anymore. It's been a year of arguing. Next, we have a lyric in my head versus they built our bench, Palmer Square. This is the night we're Oscar, the winner is Palmer Square. Sure, let's do it. <laughs> I can think of a lot of reasons why. Most of them I've just said. Um, or re- relatively recently just said. It's very good. It's a very good opener I want to listen to outside of just being an opener, which a lot of the other openers can't do. I have... Lyric in my head I haven't thought of yet. I can't sing back to you right now. Lyric in my head I haven't I would like some more, please. Lyric in my head I haven't is that how it goes? I don't know. I think that's how it goes. Next up. Next up. Built our bench again. That goes through. Um, closing argument versus Midnight Carol Street. Do I even need to ask? <laughs> it's, it's midnight. It's midnight. Where is it? It's, it's, it's Carol Street and it's Carol Girl Street. That's right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god next we're phoning it in we're doing we're doing this for your own good next up proper versus breathing patterns do I even need to ask I think you do proper <laughs> <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> <laughs> I really like breathing patterns and I had it being but I just really I just don't think I can argue for it anymore. I just think that when you've got it up against that like you just can't you can't beat that. I mean my no. original notes are all shot to shit at this point, so Honestly mine too. I had such a clear like this is gonna be a cakewalk, we'll be done by seven forty five. Um We're not, I'm afraid not. Breathing pound the time. Over is still a very good song. But yeah, you, I mean, you are right. Proper is, is just, I mean, it's great. 
it's going through. That's great. Now, this is a very exciting time because we're down to the elite four of this round to be shortly joined by the other two from... The other rounds. The other round to make the real big four. Oh, God, that's going to be tough. Yeah, so I think it's better that we're ripping these plasters off with almost disrespectful speed at this stage. (laughs) (laughs) Because Uh, the two original finalists I had for this round are not here anymore, so... (laughs) He's got to go with your gut, man. He's got to... Okay. That's the process. Let's keep it up. Let's go with our gut. Living up to let you down, up against, they built our bench again in Palmer Square. The first song, Oscar, going through to the actual semi-final of the whole big bracket episode is Living Up to Let You Down. Living Up to Let You Down because you've already got a track which does kind of what They Built Our Bench Again does, but better. And we're about to talk about it. Midnight Carol Street going up against proper. This is not the matchup I wanted. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. I literally, until I just said it out loud, didn't even contemplate they were going up against each other. Fuck, that sucks. Uh, I... I don't know. Can we call it a tie? No, because we did that in the last one. I think proper goes through here. Oh, fuck. That is heartbreaking. I think it is. I'm just going to... Look, we're going to do some magic of editing right now. We've just listened through and in both songs have had the exact same, oh, but this bit, oh, but this bit, oh, but this bit as well. Because they're both just chock full of banger material. And it's interesting to note that when we pitched doing this podcast, I was like, well, it's going to be, it's going to be Men Like Carol Street. No question. That's my favorite song. Then I listened to all of it and I was like, I don't know anymore. And can't in good conscience just be like, well, it's obviously that because proper bangs so hard. Yeah. It's such, it's such a good song. I, I don't think I've ever made anything that I'm as proud of as I would be if I, as if I'd written that song. That song is just goddamn masterclass. I'm, I'm just going to lean. I'm just leaning for proper. I think I'm just leaning for proper. I think, I think, I think I'm too tired to be annoyed, even if I'm wrong. And even if anyone's annoyed with me at this point, because this is not even the end. This is no. the, of the end. Yeah, this is the beginning of the end. And I, I, I need to remind myself what the other songs were, but I just don't think that there's any chance that Proper isn't going to knock heads. You know, I, I just think that it's, it's too good. It's made, he made it too well. So it, it, it would be rude not to. Uh, again, Midnight Carol Street, he closes with, I'm guessing every time, if not most times, when he plays a set. Yeah. Because that's just powerful that's that is an emotional powerhouse oh but are we agreeing on proper then it's gonna be proper i think um it's just so sick every time i hear it i forget about the next part being great and it is and it's great and i love it let's do it right so now now the fun begins if you didn't think that was fun (laughs) 
<laughs> You're wrong. That was really fun. Here comes the fun bit. We've got the final four. The other two songs from episode, from the last episode are No EQ from Standards versus We Prefer Indoors from Figure. That is a fucking savage. So, how are we doing it? Are we having proper and living up to let you down in one bracket? And then are we having the other two in another bracket? Or are we taking. No, I think we got to do it that way. That's the way, it, that's the way it's been drawn. <laughs> so, which one's going against which? Just clarify. Living up to let you down is going against proper. Yeah. No EQ is going up against We Prefer Indoors. Oh my god! Right. Well, I'm I'm still I'm still riled up by this one. So let's do this one now. The one on on this bracket. Um, proper wins. If Proper's beating Midnight Carol Street, it's going to win. Living up to let it's going to get to win against Living Up to Let You Down, right? <laughs> um, God, I just like. Both of them. Well, but hang on. <laughs> Don't think about it in terms of what the other ones. Just think about it as a pure matchup with this one. I've got, a, I've got a snazzy little drawing here of, of, of them and where the winner goes to a, a glorious little like, like stand that you'd have at the Olympics. Oh, you, you, you've actually drawn a podium for it to stand on to win. I love that. <laughs> And then the other one just gets scrubbed out like all the other ones have been. Oh, savage. Um, yeah, okay. So I don't think Living Up to Lay Down is the best song on figure. So yes, proper wins. Okay, so the grand champion from 6B this episode. 6.2. Big bloody surprise. Like, who, who would have thought? However... Now is the real head scratcher because the <laughs> other two very clear best songs from the other bracket now have to fight each other, and that's way harder. Oh! <laughs> um, I have gone back and forth about this all week, and it's no EQ. It's no EQ. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Connor. Because I say that like you were waiting for me to pick the one so you could agree. <laughs> I. It wasn't a case of whatever you said I was going to say. That's absolutely right. Because I listened through them all again today. I listened to those two specifically. Oh. And yeah, No EQ Cannot Be Denied is, it is a marvellous song. It's great. It is without a doubt the best song on standards. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think We Prefer Indoors is the best song on figure. Yes. Um, and those are two very good records at a very good point in the man's career. But so the real winner is We Prefer Indoors for being the best song on figure. Good for it. Good for, yeah, good for it. That's like a really great consolation prize. You know, that, that is akin to winning. You don't get the cash prize, but you do get the holiday on a game show, you know? Yeah, you, you get the weekend in Jersey. You're not walking away empty-handed, but you aren't going to get the half a million pounds. You don't get the big check, but you do get to be on national TV. It's fine. But No EQ is the the Mac Daddy. And that Mac Daddy now has to go up against proper. The Mac Granddaddy. (laughs) 
the, the double the double daddy the double d <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting because this is simply not the matchup i thought there would be no i didn't think this was going to happen either in fact this is i had we prefer indoors winning the last one and i had I had Midnight winning this one. I would have guessed Midnight winning this one, yeah, but we didn't shake down that way. Yeah, and then I had We Prefer Indoors winning it all. So shows that I know buck all. I, I would have thought almost exactly the same for the last one. I would have thought that something from Proper would have gone through, maybe staring at the ceiling, I don't know. But I think the fact that it is no EQ against Proper is actually a very fitting... From my personal opinion, which is 50% of this podcast, um, those are two of my favourite and favorite songs without question, and they both are unquestionably like one of, one of my favourite parts of both records, respectively. Yeah, I think it's like it's a good testament of what was in terms of like proper the first album, like something big and something cathartic, and no EQ on arguably the most challenging and brackets artistic album mm. yeah artistic is a good word for it i like that um recorded completely differently um from completely different time periods obviously but in terms of like what what i'll harken on to in 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 a minute once we've figured out the 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 winner they both feel like from completely different evans yeah yeah so, same, the same, but different in very significant ways. It's no EQ. No EQ wins. Yeah, I think you're right. I think no EQ. I, I, think, I think for a song to have effectively like a triple chorus outro and get away with it, you've got to write a pretty bloody good like B chorus. And he threaded that particular needle. If you put, if you put woes on no EQ at the end, it wouldn't even be a conversation. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that is doing it a lot of the heavy lifting for, for, for Proper's Corner is the, the strength of that woe. If there was some woes and God forbid a halftime somewhere on no EQ, it wouldn't even be a competition. Yeah, we wouldn't, this podcast would have been 20 minutes long. Yeah, and... Those 20 minutes would have been us listening to No EQ on loop and just talking about how great it is. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to take my 50% and say No EQ. Drawing a big circle around it. I heard the frantic sound of circling. Is the winner. <laughs> and I think having just listened to, just having listened to your audio and <laughs> you listening to No EQ, <laughs> That terrible quality of what I could hear on my computer was good enough to tip me over the line. Because I'm just imagining how great it's going to be when I listen to it on my own speakers after this, which I'm going to do immediately when this call's over. It's and usually, when I've had to deep dive on an artist's discography, I don't want to listen to them again. This time, I've had to do twice as much work because there's twice as much music. I still want to listen to that song afterwards. I probably want to listen to Proper afterwards, but I want to listen to No EQ more because that song fucks. 
Yeah, it's so, so good. Um, I think it's wonderful. Um, yeah. Well, it appears that we're in agreement and that we have concluded that the best intimate over it song is OEQ. Congratulations. Uh, the real winner is Evan. And I think now is a good point to what we would normally do in previous episodes is once we've got to the end, figure out, we'd have a chat and we'd say, let's listen to what Evan from Into It Over It says. But we've actually gone one step further for you, dear listener, and we've decided to make that whole conversation that I had with the man, the myth, the legend, just into another podcast because it's that good. It's worth listening to his thoughts on his back catalogue and a lot of these songs that we've discussed. For, uh, for reference, Connor, when you, when you normally contact a person from the band in question, how long do those interviews typically tend to run for? Um, 10 minutes maximum. And uh, when you had a chat with Evan from Into It Over It, how long did the conversation run for? Nearly three hours. Yeah, I mean, that, <laughs> that, that, there's your answer. And, um, you know, you, you're quite good at being editorial. You can say, okay, you, you really, we get to the good stuff about this point in and don't worry about this. Um, the fact that you know there's not enough that's worth cutting from that yeah. is daunting because that's my next thing I have to do as uh, executive podcast man. But at the same time, I'm excited to hear it. Genuinely looking forward to hearing a deep dive. Yeah. So that's going to be out soon after this one. I'm just trying to find my notes when that will be. That doesn't matter. Don't worry about it. Um, but yeah, no EQ. Grand champion of, of the Intuit over at Brackets. Uh, I believe it was on the list of one of Evan's favourite Intuit over at songs. that he refused to rank them that's fine i I mean how can you say what your favorite child is you know i just did (laughs) but it's not your child you didn't make this you didn't make no eq connor you just listened to it a lot i am no eq um cut me and i bleed no eq (laughs) that only goes to say thanks for listening to brackets we will be continuing this madness Next year, um, I'm exhausted. I, uh, m- music, who would have thought that music could be so much work? Not me. <sighs> Not me either. Thank you to everyone who's checked out the podcast so far this year, said nice stuff about it, shared it around. Uh, as much as we get to a certain point in each episode and lose our minds, it is really good fun to make. And we're really looking forward to trying to find new and exciting ways to get granular with an artist's discography in the new year. Really ruin our perceptions of that artist's music. Music is pain. Pain is good. <laughs> Let's just have No EQ ring it out. Ring out 2020. No EQ, the best song of 2020. Here it is. Here it is. Thank you so much. Great, great stuff. Bye. Bye. Bye.